everybody. It is your two favorite dads. You have been uh, on a journey with us, and we appreciate it. My name is Vinny Dunleavy. And my name is Seth Marks. And we are Dad So Hard. Uh, this is season five. Thank you for listening. Uh, uh, we appreciate it. You can uh, follow us on Dad So Hard podcast if you'd like to see some photos or funny jokes or things that we I think are sort of funny. Uh, or you can find us on our own social media handles at Seth Stock, at Vin Dunleavy. Uh, you can send us an email at Dad So Hard podcast. And if you could do us the biggest favor in the world, uh, share Dad So Hard Nation with a family and friend. Take this podcast and text it to somebody. It's hard to get people to subscribe. So just tell them you're listening and say, hey, these two guys are funny. You may get something out of it. And immediately, so you can pause us for a moment, copy, you know, hit copy on the link on your phone. Everybody knows how to do it and just text it to one person. We'd appreciate it. It helps us uh, keep down, down. Like it helps fund the podcast. It doesn't. It just gives us a reason to think somebody's listening. That's really what it's about. <laughs> I mean, that's like a, it's like, a, I mean, not, although we would probably still do this if you weren't listening, because that's how crazy Seth and I are. Yes, I just, exactly. I know that my, I have three kids, you have two, at least a couple of them will probably listen, right? I don't know. I, I will tell you this. Uh, the next time I have a, a family, a friend, a coworker, somebody come up to me going, how's the podcast going? My response is, well, you would know if you were listening to it. It's, <laughs> are you subscribed? Because there hasn't been an there was a time where there hasn't been an episode in six months. So clearly it's not going very well if I have if we haven't been publishing anything uh, or they say, how's your life? How are the kids? I go, well, clearly you're also not listening because that's what I'm talking about. So, uh, I mean, Seth, I would equate it to if somebody asked you, how's the TV show going? What would you say to them? It's well, still going. Correct, but you clearly they haven't watched because that's yeah. not a specific answer. Like that, like a specific question, like, oh my God, I saw this. How like to me, it's sort of like, well, you either are watching it or you're not. So like, or because if it, they were watching, they're gonna ask you something specific versus generalities of like how's it going. That's a great continuation of last week's episode. We talked about <laughs> listening, right? Like yes, yes. by the way, great data point, Vinny. I I I see I learned just listening to you, I learned. So when you are more specific with what, when you ask something like, how's your dad doing, you know, the retired police officer? Like, cause I remember you telling me that yep. versus just how's your dad doing? Like add something that shows you were listening. Like, I like what you just said. That's actually very, um, that actually, is the, it's like the proven test of being an active listener. I find myself, I have, I, I, it's one of the things I'm working on. And I want to be better at, but it is interesting because I do think I'm always impressed when I meet somebody and they bring up like that, like that specificity yes. and it makes you connected more. Cause you're like, Holy shit. Like they're really paying attention. I need to pay attention more to them and whether or not it's even genuine, you just feel like they care because it's, it is hard. I don't think it has to some level be genuine because it is not a natural state to remember like weird specificities about people. Right. Uh, uh, but it also means you, at some level you care so that if somebody was listening to this podcast and said, oh, my God, Vinny, I heard you went to therapy it, to some level. They're actually they're yeah, active listening. They're, right. active, they're, they're active watching like they can ask you something specific about a TV show. That means they're, they're not just watching it in the background. They're actually watching it and entertained. And there's there's a connection there. So that I agree with you. Yes. 
Yeah, we, you and I have done with this podcast. They will walk down the street. We'll say, hey, how are you? How are you doing? To, to strangers. So actually, as you break this down, it's super interesting. Like, if you know somebody to just say, how are you? Like, take it one step deeper every time. Like, bring something up that you last spoke to that. Per- that I am going to make, that is going to be a challenge for myself, is everyone I talk to this week that I know and have a relationship with, I'm going to ask and not just, how are you? What's going on? I'm ask ask specific. Ad, yes. That shows I would remember what we last spoke about or, you know, within the trailing 12 month period. I'm also going to challenge you to answer the question better because I also get frustrated and I fail myself when people go, Vinny, how are you? And my go-to is like, Oh, I'm fine. Or I go same old, same old, same shit, different day. <laughs> yeah. Or when I remind myself of the mood I'm in, and I go, I'm going to answer it how I am. And, and people who work with me have seen me do it. So like, oh, Vinny, how are you? I go, I'm fucking awesome. I'm alive and I have a paycheck. Life is great. And it's like, that's, I mean, I, that my life is great right now. I can't complain. There's a lot of other things I can complain about. But I do think we throw away the answer to that. A lot of guys, everybody, we throw away, how are the kids? They're fine. Yeah. And it's almost like, if you're going to ask me, then I'm going to make you sit for a minute and I'm going to give you a real answer. I'm going to say, you know what? My kid's yeah. frustrated this week because he failed his math test. And it's pissing me off. <laughs> and if they don't like the answer, well, you asked me how I was. Otherwise, we have turned how are you into like yeah, an I wave or like meaningless. a, a it meaningless. It's meaningless. So then don't yeah. open, don't uh, that I, I the life is too short to have meaningless conversations. I couldn't agree more. Don't ask how I'm doing if you don't really want the answer. But and I'm just saying, like, I agree, I agree. We it's the society we're in. Like you say, how are you? And you don't even care about the answer, right? Like, how do we change that? Which I mean, I love, I'll do it at a restaurant. I'll do it. If you, to me, it's like, if you're going to ask the waiter, how he's, how he's doing, I, like you might as well just get a full blown conversation, ask their name, <laughs> what they're doing. Like, otherwise it's like, we're, we're, what are we doing here? Like, why are we, we're all being polite. It's like overly polite. It gets me nuts. It gets, it just gets me, gets me crazy, but it gets me thinking about all the trends that are happening in the news and the given world that we are in, uh, this episode, we're going to dive. I think we're going to have a little bit of f- more fun. Uh, well, we try to have fun every week. But um, uh, by the time you're listening to this, we're two weeks past Halloween, which tells me, everybody, please put your decorations away. Close it up. Get them off your properties. Like, I, I, there's no if somebody in your neighborhood has a Halloween decoration out and now you are in the third week of November. Stop it. it it's done. None of that transfers over to Thanksgiving. I, I can't. Do you have, did you decorate for that? Did you decorate for Halloween in your house? I did not. I did not. Did your what now? Did your wife decorate for, for Halloween? Our kids are all out of the house. There's no, no more decorating. Perfect. That makes your life. So now we decorate, does she do seasonal, uh, what we'll call like my wife, maybe do a seasonal pillow. So for Thanksgiving, she'll do all of a sudden, I'll see a little bit of a changeover and some blankets and some decor. That's not decorate. It's like light decorating. We, we do, we do the Christmas tree inside. That's about, that's about the extent of what we do. We also do the menorah for we're Hanukkah Christmas observers. Yep. So we do that. Um, but no, you do that outside your house. Cause you, you said you do your Christmas tree inside as a, 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 a sort of implying that your menorah is outside <laughs> or for, for those no. people who do their Christmas tree out for those who do their Christmas tree outside their house, <laughs> In the well, Mark's house, they do it in, they, you, it's like, you're like breaking news here. The menorah, tree 
is inside. <laughs> menorah on the outside, Christmas on the inside. I mean, I, I love, we have, we have, now how many menorahs do you have in your house? Are you a solo menorah house or is there like? We have a few, but we rotate them every year. Oh, so we are, uh, we do have a tree. We've actually in the last couple of years expanded to multiple trees in the house. Uh, my wife is, uh, she, uh, uh, she is a Jew for Christmas and loves a tree. So uh, there's a lot of trees. And also uh, she loves like a decorative menorah. So there's menorahs all over the house as well. I'm all for it. Whatever anybody believes in. I, I mean, it's just, it's a pain in the butt to sometimes to go. I you cannot that. wait a second. You cannot tell me it's a pain in the butt to put up one Christmas tree and one menorah. <laughs> There is no there is no universe no. Seth, that decorating for the holidays in the Mark's house can be considered a pain when there is a tree. If what you're telling me is true, that's two items. That's it. No, anything beyond that is a pain in the butt. Anything beyond that is a pain. It's a pain. I'm not, yeah. So we and I'm assuming yours goes up what two weeks before the holiday? Is that when you're whipping your menorah and tree out? The menorah comes out the night night of of. <laughs> of hanukkah it's like oh shit where's the menorah i think it's under by the cookies to, uh, you know sheets or whatever so you aye, pull aye. Out the menorah. oh shit we don't have candles you know it's, it's like a scramble every year to observe, <laughs> to observe hanukkah it's like one level after reform so are you so are you it, when you do hanukkah you do it you do the candles then every night and give each other a gift when the kids were in the house yeah. yes with them out of the house Meredith and I are like, hey, it's it's Hanukkah. We don't even, <laughs> so do, we don't you even do one night. So your Hanukkah is now you take the menorah out the first night, you light one candle, and then you probably have a nice dinner and you call that Hanukkah. Yes. Yes. That is, and there's no more nights after that, by the no, way. It's the what you've turned Hanukkah. Listen, for anybody who's listening, and I mean, one of the other trends, there is a lot of it. I don't want to even get into it on this episode, but there is a lot of anti Semitism making a comeback in this country, which is chaos. For anybody who's listening who's not Jewish, you don't need to be scared of a menorah or Hanukkah. It's an eight day holiday where people give each other gifts. Like, so we, we can mainstream, we're going to destigmatize what, 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 how people celebrate Hanukkah uh, uh, coming from two guys. Well, actually you in your house, you're also the non-Jew, correct? No, I'm, I am. Oh, you're the Jew. I we're both Jewish. I was raised conservative full bar mitzvah, the whole nine yards. Meredith uh, was raised reformed, didn't get bar mitzvah. We bar we our rate we raised our kids reform they all got bar mitzvah and bat mitzvah oh, okay. but I did that ancestry.com that test for the DNA I think that's what I was telling you about I grew up like super conservative Shabbat on Friday nights and when oh I did it, came back forty five percent Irish so oh so you're so that me is the Christmas tree because of ancestry or is the Christmas tree because you both are just obsessed with the holiday. Meredith's parents raised her, although Jewish, they they observed Christmas and celebrated Christmas. Gotcha. Yes. And then when she did the ancestry.com, we thought we had the results changed. She was like 99.5% Eastern European Ashkenazi Jewish. So, oh, wow. So that's my, that my wife is Eastern European. Uh, uh, I can't even say Ashkenazi. That. And for, for anybody listening, there's historically, I think, two types of, of, uh, cultural or ethnic Jews out there, Sephardic or Ashkenazi. I can't say it. And Syrian. And so, oh, there may be three. There, well, there's probably yeah. a million more. But I, I feel yeah. like it, it, in the New York City area, when they say there's usually they the main the, the two big ones are those two groups. But my kid, so my wife is we're a 
uh, by religious household as well, where we're, my wife is Jewish, I was Catholic, so my kids are being raised Jewish, uh, which means they're going to have a bar mitzvah and a bat mitzvah and a big party, so we can get gifts. Uh, and then, uh, but we celebrate all holidays because we like to celebrate things in our house and buy our, we like to buy, we like to buy everybody a present in this house for any given reason. <laughs> but we'll say, I think Arbor Day, we'll just give each other a gift because it's like, oh, there's a, there's a holiday. My daughter, my daughter, Veterans Day is coming up and she's like, oh, uh, we're off from school. And I was like, yeah, she's like, oh, do I get something for it? And I'm like, no, this is not like, <laughs> you, want, you want an application to the army? What's going on? Uh, but we do celebrate, but we can't get more to come on the holidays. It is the early November for Seth and Vinny, and we will get there. We first need to make it through Thanksgiving, which um, one, let's do one holiday at a time. But the other thing that's been going on in terms of trends out there, uh, uh, there's also uh, we're coming off hot elections. Everybody in this country is about politics. There is a ton of stuff, but there is one thing that is going on. What do you want to say about Seth? You, you want to? Oh, I'm listening. I love listening. But I said there's like one. There's a. There is actually something that is a hot button issue, that I think trumps all these things. That is really, really, uh, I think taking the world of 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 men's healthcare by storm, and that is the enormous influx of skincare lines by male celebrities, and and men's skincare is becoming. It's going to be probably one of the number one trends heard it here first in 2022. When we look back at things that have occurred in 2022, skincare for men is a hot button topic. And I don't know. Have you been aware of this trend, Seth? I have. I, you know, with two millennial sons or excuse me, Gen Z, I have a 23 year old son and a 25 year old son. So um, I, I, I am aware that men's skincare is I think it's beyond a trend. I think it's here to stay. And I think they both have routines. Like, do you do both do either of your sons and do you have a actual skincare routine for your face? I do not. I would like to, I'm just, you know, um, so I'm not against it. I actually would like one. I'm unclear what to use. Um, because as much as this is a trend, I think if you ask 10 guys over the age of 50, what skincare should they use for their face? They would have no clue. They have no, I, I, this, this is what, this is why, I mean, it's, I think it's an interesting trend because I do not have a skincare routine, nor do I, I'm interested. I, I would love to hear from our male uh, listeners or wives of a, a, of a male listener or a partner of a male listener who has a skincare routine, because I probably should get one, uh, 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 so that I can continue to keep looking young. But apparently uh, in this latest article that I was perusing, both Brad, uh, Brad Pitt, Travis Barker, Michael Strahan, these guys are double downing on all these skincare lines. And it's not just like moisturizers. It's like hardcore, like anti-aging. Like when you watch, I watch a lot of uh, HSN, QVC and Shop HQ. There is so much help. And my wife used to work at a beauty company. There is so many things for women to choose from. And men's, yeah. Grooming products in general tend to be like two choices in a store. I, I am amazed that now, and they, they, these are those are just three. There's like six other celebrities that are all putting out these male skincare products for like moisturizing. One's a beard wash, renewal balm. It, it, it's it's a real booming industry on how to take care of your face. And I'm a guy who will take hand cream and put it all over my face to moisturize myself. <laughs> And then my wife looks at me like, that's insane. You don't put hand cream on your face. It's a di it's not made that way. 
But I think that's the easiest way. I'll moisture. I'll put hand cream on my hands and I just wipe my face and I feel like I've, I'm moisturized. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was that way as well. I think my middle son got me some eye cream a few Christmases ago to, you know, use because they felt my eyes getting bags yeah. on them. And so I do have that in my Dob kit when I travel. I, I don't use it regularly to answer your question. I've had it for three years and it's like the size of a, you know, like a Carmex. Yeah, like and, a- and in three years, it probably expired. <laughs> I, I, I have moisture. I mean, the amount of moisturizer yeah. in this house that I'm like, how, who, who is going? I, I, and I've, I've tried like there's a Kiehl's Kiehl's as a night uh, has, uh, has a night moisturizer, but I, I still don't understand the difference of putting a moisturizer on. Like what is it really doing at night? Then have I put it on during the day? Like there's not. And then the more, the only thing I was told is with the beards, um, you, you can get very dry skin. And so they got my, but my, I think the guy who cut my hair one time just told me to use con- hair conditioner on my face. But, <laughs> So when I shower, I just put the conditioner on my beard so that that also, because the conditioner isn't really for your hair. The condition conditioner is really for your skin. Yeah. I, I think there's a couple of things because it's a trend, as you say, and it's early. I think that the quality is unclear at this point that there's a lot of celebrities jumping into the space just for the cash versus being like showing like that's been an issue, as you know, in consumer products is brand slapping stuff with celebrities Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if Brad Pitt. I mean, have you seen him lately? I don't think you look anybody looks at Brad Pitt and goes, wow, he looks really young for his age. He has hard. I think his he looks wrinkly. I mean, he looks like he smoked probably like the tons of packs of cigarettes. Yes. Yeah. And like smoking. And as I was never a smoker, but that is the one thing that like breaks down the serotonin. I do know that <clears throat> over years, it breaks down the elasticity of your skin. So when people have really old wrinkly faces, but like. I don't think somebody with an old wrinkly face should be putting out a skincare line. That's just if there mind. was a guy over the age of, uh, say, 55 that that we would know celebrity athlete that you would say he would be great to under that you unequivocally know has a skincare routine that hasn't gone public with it. Like there's two movies. The last two movies I saw the male star last night, I think he's in his 60s, looks phenomenal. Ticket to Paradise. And the male star in the movie I saw before who unequivocally has a skincare routine that should be talked about is Top Gun 2 guy. Well, um, yes, but I would argue some of these skincare routines are not moisturizers. They're called surgeons or injectables. <laughs> so let's be very clear. And I am not and I'll, I will I, I will not be against either of those things. I have a buddy, a very close friend of mine is a plastic face. He specializes in the face. And he's a facial place plastic surgeon. He's amazing. Hands of steel. You you think so? The two guys that I admire that if they said, "Hey, Seth, here's my skincare routine," because I think they look literally 15 years younger than they are, are George Clooney and Tom Cruise. Craig, that none of that is done by moisture. They're not using moisturizer. You're There's saying no way under the knife. Yes, yes, yes. Or 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 injectables. It is called the right mix of Botox and Juvederm, and, and it, it works wonders. Uh, uh, yeah, there's no way either of those. Now, I would argue Tom Cruise probably, I don't believe he drinks. And I do think he could have some natural ability there because people who also have never drank, I do think will have great skin when they're older. But I am sure they both have. And, and a good doctor is a doctor that makes you not even question it. Like the fact that you're not, you're, you, you are almost bought and sold on the fact that these guys are just using moisturizer cream. <laughs> tells me they're doctors who you'll never find out who their doctors are because these are guys the real the real hollywood plastic surgeons 
are not telling people who their other patients are. Well, what's interesting is you're kind of, that's like telling me that Santa Claus isn't real. So these <clears> older uh, Hollywood actors are getting plastic surgery and using injectables. Like that's a discovery. I know that sounds naive for me not to know that. That's a tall, that's no men are doing it. When you turn 50, uh, that's when you start to get your face left. And I'm not within the next five to 10 years, if I'm still alive and I'm still in corporate America, everybody, you can quote me on this. This gentleman here will have a facelift. <laughs> I'm not against it. There's nothing wrong. There is nothing, I, I, nothing wrong with it. If women I'm not against it, but them. I will not be doing it. There's zero chance because at some point I don't, I don't, I don't, I'll use the face cream and the skin routine stuff, but there's going to be no facelift and there will be no injectables. If you don't need now, Seth, you also have, you are a very handsome man. And so I don't necessarily know if you would need a facelift. I have a lot of chin issues. I have this, like, you can't microphones. I have a lot of there's, I've already had, so I've had, uh, and I think I've told, I've told this to some of my friends, but I had lipo done on my chin years ago. I had, I was awake. This is, this is how crazy I am. I was awake for it. And I had I had under my <clears throat> under my neck, um, I I didn't I was too cheap to pay uh, for the anesthesiologist, so I numbed all the he numbed everything under my chin, and then he lipoed my neck, and therefore it gave me I used to not have a jawline under my I naturally my my genetics did not give me a jawline, and so I he sucked it all out, uh, like it was like somebody stabbing me for like twenty minutes. I was like stabbed, <laughs> the blood's got you can hear it. I was awake, I was awake. So somebody's it's literally. Like if, any, if, if, if anybody's listening, take a finger and just start stabbing your neck. That's what it felt like uh, <clears throat> for 20 minutes. And then, and then you could hear a suction cup of like a, going into a bag. But um, so it gave me a, at the end of it, it gave me a little bit of a jawline, but it didn't get rid of what I'll call. A, I have a little bit of a waddle on the underneath my chin. And that is genetics. And it's like baby fat. You can only get so much of it. So uh, on his advice, the only way for me to really get rid of it is to have a facelift. But I can't do that until I'm over 50 because he refused. He, my guy doesn't believe anybody should have a facelift before the age of 50. So um, that that that's my I am telling you. There are guys out there and especially in corporate America, Seth, a lot of these executives, they're on TV all the time. These guys they have their doctors on demand. And if I, they don't admit I, to it, it's because they're not manly enough to admit because the, the and I this is my this is the point of this podcast. If we don't talk about it, how are these younger guys going to know that it's normal and not that big of a deal? It's like you got to destigmatize. Like if you're using if you're if you do have a skincare routine, tell your coworkers about it. Because well, I've just never heard I've not heard of a coworker tell me about the. I don't see guys in the break room talking about their moisturizers. <laughs> that has a, that's a topic of conversation that has not come up like. So Bar Travis Barker, for example, his his cream is called Barker Wellness. It's a very original name. Barker Wellness for Travis Barker. I have yet to have somebody go, oh, my God, guys, you're not going to believe it. This renewal bomb is amazing. <laughs> Got to try it. Barker Wellness. Like, I haven't seen it on an Instagram handle. Of all the dad podcasts, of all these like dad influencers out there, nobody has posted their skincare routine. It's a, I just grew a lot of blue ocean. I mean, but it, they're coming, like you said. I mean, the, I, it, we may have it, to do it. I think we should come up with a we should come up with a uh, dad so hard skincare. Maybe that maybe we'll go. We'll start to productize this Seth or Seth Marks. Maybe you talk to your wife and then uh, Meredith and you, you can have a, a Seth Marks skin. You have good skin. I appreciate that. No, I, there's 
something here, but it's not going to be with a knife or, uh, you know, I, I respect that you got that because you wanted you, your wife didn't ask you to do it. You did it for yourself. Right. That's a, Could you imagine you, if my wife said you don't have a chin, you need to fix it. <laughs> that would be on the list of fucking weird shit that would happen in my life. By the way, I, I, it would be amazing. She never did say that to me. However, when I told her what I was doing, she was fully buying the plane ticket, getting me in the car and being like, yeah, you got to go fix that stuff up. So there was no there was no hesitation or questioning of it. She was like, of course. Yeah, of course you should do that. So, I mean, there is a little bit of some confusion that this topic brings because, you know, this materialism and this like, you know, aesthetic world we live in where the cut, you can't judge a book by its cover. Right. You can't judge a website by its landing page. You're, but here we are, you were saying you can, like, at what point is, do we accept what nature, like the natural uh, aging process, like if it's, done to make you feel better about yourself then i'm all for it all the time but how about like there's when that pendulum swings so hard and you see you can i didn't know those guys you said in hollywood are getting face worked well because so i think there's a in hollywood you need to do it because i think obviously they're in the medium of looking good on tv and nobody wants to watch a tv show or a movie of ugly people right fundamentally nobody wants i mean i'm in ad sales nobody wants when you have somebody come up to your house to sell you something if you're not, if you're, if you're dressed, if you're dressed sloppy and you're not, you don't look, you're put together, your hair is out of sort. Like people don't, there's a, whether or not they judge you, people judge you. And it's a reflection of other things. So nobody wants to go to a movie theater and watch homeless people, you know, put on Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> that would be a horrible looking movie. Like, out of shape. Ugly, like, no, I'm paying money. Nobody. So we all, so there's a different pressure in Hollywood. In the normal world, I think you do whatever you can do for yourself. Like, I would say if somebody like is overweight and they feel great about themselves, phenomenal. Feel good about yourself. If that's the way you want to look like, I don't think you should ever change your looks to impress other people. You should be to make yourself happy, whatever measurement of whatever you <laughs> want out of your own looks. So uh, I agree with you. It, uh, if you're doing it, it the, because what you thought, what I would argue is when you're doing it for somebody else, those are the people that are now chronic. It, it's getting done poorly because their judgment is off because instead of make doing it for themselves to make them look good, they're doing it because they want to be on trend, right? You, it's the women that have a boob job every three years. It's <laughs> they're trying to stay on the trend. Like if you did it to make yourself feel good, then you're going to do it. You're going to know it feels good for yourself. And most other people probably wouldn't notice, right? That's if true. You're doing it for yourself. Most people must may, Oh, you must be going to the gym more. You must be yes. working out. Like I think so. Yes, it should be done for the right reasons. Uh, and not for the reasons to be vain. I mean, or or if that is the reason, by if that's your own reason, then yeah, it feels better about yourself. Like if you're doing, if you, but if so, if you're a model and you want more likes on Instagram, that works. No, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. But you I, do judge. I do say, like, it, it, I think we do judge a book's by its cover. The quick, the what I would say is critical about that is what do you do with that judgment after you after you do that? Right? You, I may yeah. still read the book. I may think you're phenomenal or I may think you're a loser how I treat you because of that to me is more because you know people judge people I think to live in a world where we're like nobody judges is crazy I think what you do with the judgment is the conversation and 
And yeah, and how do you get past that first layer, right? Like the first, the cover of the book, and then you open it, and it's the most, it's the deepest, most beautiful. The cover's horrible, or I don't want to say horrible, but not appealing or whatever. But then it's the most, it's the deepest, most meaningful book, and you remember it for the rest of your life. You know, I, I have a friend. Uh, he's not uh, going to be on GQ as a cover model, but he's most beautiful. You know, he's recently uh, divorced. Uh, super accomplished, high achieving, deep, deep, intellectually brilliant, spiritually brilliant, emotionally brilliant. And I'm telling you, if I was in, uh, was, was in the men, this would be a guy that I'd want to be with for the rest of my life. But he has, he has some insecurities about the cover of his book. And how do you, the, 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 in relationships, like with you and your wife, I think the cover initiates the first con, like the first relate. You're attracted to the cover, but then when you open it and start understanding who that human being is, that's the only thing that's sustainable. And I think that's why there's such a lack of success in relationships is people get attracted to people physically and aesthetically, and then there's no depth on the inside, right? They're they're not connected for whatever reason. The, the beauty isn't there. And I think there's so many things on. Unpa- I, we can, we're going to, there are so many things to unpack in this. I'm going to say, I'm going to agree. We're going to be at time. There's a note that, uh, yes, yes. And yes. But I also, yeah, I, I agree with it all. And I'm, and I was actively listening to you and I was thinking, <laughs> yes, but there's sometimes in some, some relationships only need to go skin deep. And other relationships need to go deeper. But yes, you should not be marrying somebody that you haven't actually had a real conversation with beyond like there's a world where those these things don't go up. But it it, it ties into also like it ties into people's value systems. And I think I may judge it. And that's the thing I was in my listen. I know I'm judgmental, but I'm not going to treat the person any differently because of my judgments on them. So I may disagree with like other friends I have, the way they live their lives or how they act, how they treat each other, husband and wife. It may not. I may not agree with it, but I'm not necessarily one going to tell them <laughs> or uh, treat them any differently. It's like, listen, I mean, I may, it's not something I really like. I'm not going to hang out with them as much, but I think, you know what I mean? In the normal, in the normal way of life, I'm not being asked my opinion. So, and this is goes to, I think this has come up in our last episode where you think about the heightened world you are on being in TV. If I had a camera in my face and my friend and someone was asking me what I thought about my friends, it would be a very, I have very different friendships <laughs> <laughs> or one would argue I may not have any friends, but uh, it also depends on what I'm going to say. Uh, but so as we, as we wrap, uh, so this is, uh, we go on, I think tears everywhere as we yeah. go on Seth uh, and we think about all the, all these trends and we're talking about taking care of ourselves and we're talking about uh, beauty may not just be skin deep. What, as people are now have now paid attention to us this long, what are we what are we telling our younger Seth? The note to younger self is when it comes to individuality and becoming who you're born to be, being abnormal becomes normal. No relation to skincare. I gotta tie that in. No, but that means sometimes that means that maybe. Uh, maybe me not having a chin, I could have been on the trend of, I could have started the chinless 
man trend. Yes, it's beautiful. It's, be the most beautiful chinless man in the world. Uh, that you might have been born to be. I think you should go back to the surgeon and get some stuff back. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get reverse lipo. I'm gonna go in and be like, now we're doing it. I had it for five years. I've decided. I decided I want to be a conehead. I want to be a conehead. I don't want a neck. I just want one giant head, head to shoulders. Uh, that is that maybe I may have I have abandoned myself. I have I am running. I am running from my past and, and recreating it as, as we go along. Uh, amazing. Well, that is, we, you should be, let your abnormal self be whatever that be. Yeah. Embrace your insecurities. That's who you're born to be. Right. I think, I think we should go deeper in this in another episode because I have some insecurities that I want to share with you that I've talked to my wife. And like you said, like I've said, well, I'm thinking about this. She's like, Oh yeah, that's a great idea. Right, it's like, which doesn't help the insecurity one, one that's bit. That's like, right? oh, then you're just basically saying it's problem. You're like looking for them to say, oh no, you're perfect just how you are. You don't need to address that. Like, actually, that's a great idea. I think you should take get that taken care. <laughs> we should talk about that. that we will talk about that, that. We will be talking about that next week. I'm writing that down as a note. So when we get together again, that we know we know what hot button top hot button topics get into. So if you've stayed with us this long, thank you again. Please, uh, thank you for being part of Dad So Hard Nation. Uh, join us every week. We're going to be back uh, as much as we can. We know it's the holidays. Everybody needs a quick break. You want to commiserate? Maybe you know you, you want to escape. And our lives can be just as crazy as yours. And misery loves company. Uh, but we're having fun. And shoot us an email, dadsohardpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, follow us everywhere at Seth Mar at Seth at Seth Stock. I think I said it wrong in the beginning. I'll tag it on the. We'll put it on the. Well, I'll regram it. Uh, at Seth Stock, uh, at Vin Dunleavy, at That's So Hard Podcast. Search That's So Hard wherever you are, and thank you for listening again. Any any other words before we go, Seth? What do you want to tell these people, Vinny? No, thank you for having me so much. Uh, I I really appreciate you. Seriously, like you're you're, a, you're the co-host. I'm not having you, Seth. You're hosting this with me. I know, but I, every time I just it's a, it's a privilege. It's a privilege. It's a pri to share thoughts. It is a privilege to share our zany thoughts with the I, you know with anyone who's zany enough to listen i'm happy to i'm happy to be the one organizing this and then editing it and posting it on the interwebs it's this is like the beauty of the beauty of podcast podcasting 